Hello and welcome to Watkins Wise Words, a podcast that celebrates conscious, passionate, wise and happy living. Thank you for tuning in and here is your host. So hello and welcome, my name is Steve DeBell and today I'm speaking with pioneer, author and philosopher Tim Freak. Now Tim has touched many lives uh, worldwide through his cutting-edge books and life-changing events and um, in his latest book Deep Awake he offers a revolutionary new approach to awakening which shows that the ego is the hero and not the villain, villain of the spiritual journey. Uh, Tim, hi. Hi Steve. Hi, it's a very exciting uh, book you got here. Uh, just to put it in context, um, you know, in the West, I, mean, I was I was part of Alternatives. Um, there's so many paths, so many choices now on offer through places like Alternatives. Is this is this a good thing? Do you think in terms of a, a spiritual path awakening? Uh, yeah, I think it is good. I think it's good that we can find something which is just right for us. So it's like everything. I mean, one of the themes of Deep Awake, one of the philosophical themes that's underneath it, is that everything is uh, paradoxical or ambiguous. So there's a good side to it and a bad side to it, you know. Uh, so the good side is, hey, lots of choice, um, many new ideas, a great ferment happening at the moment, spiritually wonderful. The bad side, um, you need to learn to discriminate because there's a lot of ideas which maybe aren't so good. It can get very confusing and there's a a lot of things which um, seem very either either confused or very life denying in essence that happens in the in the area of deep spirituality, which is the area that I'm interested in. Okay. Um, well, I guess you know when I look around the world, um, most people are leaving, living kind of busy daily lives. And like my my daughter, for example, got two children. They're busy. They go to work. They pay the mortgage. They raise kids. They don't seem to have time for you know, uh, living and going deeper. What, what, do you, what about those kind of people? Uh, you know, I think it's a false economy. You know, we're, we're, we're alive for short, such a short time, really. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm 57 now, Steve, and the older I get, the shorter life seems. Yeah. And, uh, and so it seems very precious to me. So what really, feel, what really matters is we see what we're in here. So it is very easy to get so caught up into the busyness. We all do it. I do it. Of course, you know, it, we, the modern world's like that. And then we lose perspective. But that means we need to stop and just go, hang on a second. I'm alive. Yeah. What is this? Now, you know, I worked with people when I was much younger with people who were dying. And I've, had a, I've been around death myself a lot in my life. And what you see was when death comes calling, people suddenly wake up to the fact that they're alive mm. and how, how incredible life is. And, and how when you look deep into it, there's this incredible experience which of, of waking up to the essence of what life is. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a very powerful experience. In, in, in my new book, Deep Awake, I call it the wow, because it can be so wow. Mm. So really, it's like the opposite of what you're saying, I think, in a way. Or, you know, the, the people seem too busy. Are you too busy to experience the wow of your life? Yeah. Because if you are, that seems really sad. It's better to say, look, I need to change it and turn it the other way around and, and I need to experience the wow of my life and then let what I do and how I meet my responsibilities and my actions in the world spring from that aliveness and that awakeness rather than leading to numbness. Let me ask you more about that wow. Um, is that a kind of slowing down experience like, you know, the monk who, f- who falls off the edge of a cliff and sees the strawberry and goes to pick it type of thing, you know? Or, <laughs> Uh, what is what is that exactly? 
I think it can be all sorts. Um, you know, traditionally, it's painted if you get involved in this deep spirituality, you need to be very slow and speak in a certain way and all that. But I'm not like that at all. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can be very. I'm very enthusiastic. I like to speak very fast. My mind moves very fast. I love the mind. I love thinking. I love action. I love. You know, I love intensity all things which which are perhaps commonly regarded as things which are the opposite to this spiritual awakening so i don't i don't think it's about that i think whatever your particular personality type is is the same it's really that you discover something before the personality where there's a deep stillness yeah. uh, and a deep um, peace but also a fountain of creativity so it's also a, a, a source of action uh, and, and most of all of love the incredible love for being, mm. for being yourself and being in all forms. That's the that and that motivates movement. It doesn't just lead to to quiet. Well, in my time at alternatives, I saw a, a, some really, I would say, awakened teachers. But one of my kind of thoughts was that they almost like got there um, not accidentally, but I think they got there and they don't quite know how to get other people there and can this be taught or is it just something people have to immerse themselves in and then sub it happens randomly it can be taught and that and i've seen that because i've i've now taken the um the program i do called the deep awakening which the deep awake book is about uh, all around the world to all these different cultures japan mexico europe all over yeah. And I've seen that people can, nearly everyone can experience the wow that, and get it so deeply, feel the love really intensely. And it's a, it's a fundamental shift. So it can be taught. But I think you're right. And, you know, it's one thing to, ex to experience it yourself, but it's quite a different thing. It's a, it's a certain uh, talent or, or it's a certain quality of, of being able to communicate. So you know, what I've dedicated my life to is finding ways to communicate this really, really clearly, which I hope means that, that when I write my books and when I give my presentations and when I take people there, it's easy for people. Why I call the Deep Awake book an, a, a 21st century way of awakening is that it cuts through all of the confusion which arises from so much which is half digested or brought in from India or not really understood and also things which really have passed their sell-by date. Spirituality, like everything, needs to evolve. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that the ancients knew and we've forgotten. They were, they were discovering it just like we are and they got some things right, they got some things wrong, just like we will. But we need to keep reinventing this, making it fresh. And then we can, we can really get it. And, and, and it requires us to think clearly and to open the heart and to use all of our faculties. And, and there it is, just waiting. And it's a breath away. I mean, in my, when I do these deep awakening events, I usually do it over a weekend. And by Saturday night, so that's just Friday to Saturday night, I see nearly everyone experience a very, very powerful awakening. Wow, amazing. Now, we mentioned, you mentioned um, sort of some of these old parts. Um, do you think a lot of the spirituality now, you know, that we have, I used to live with a load of Buddhists, for example, there's Buddhism, there's, you know, updated Hinduism, there's various gurus, there's, um, you know, lots of teachings going on. Do you think some of these really need to be upgraded, to, you mentioned, to make it more contemporary? For me, yes. I mean, you know, every, you know whatever someone chooses to explore is, is, you know, is great. That's what they choose. But for me personally, you know, I, I, I feel like what happened for my generation and the generation before mine is that having lost faith with our own Christian tradition and not finding what we were looking for, we imported a whole load of Eastern religion uncritically. 
And now we're going through the period of being critical to that, just like we were critical to our own tradition, and weeding out what in it that's actually valuable and what really is just old religious ideas that, that would be much better if we left them behind. Yeah, I can, I can totally get that in mind. <clears throat> I think I ejected Christianity, you know, the traditional view. But I know in your book I read something from the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas, uh, which is this connected to what you mentioned before, paralogical thinking. I will reveal to you what cannot be seen, what cannot be heard, what cannot be touched, what cannot be thought. Now, I never heard any of that in my Christian kind of studies. <laughs> I mean, when I look at it, I go, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have a great love for the Gnostics. People that know my work will know that, you know, my big bestseller was the Jesus Mysteries, which was on Christian Gnosticism. So they've, I've had a close connection with them. And that, that quote in particular uh, is a, it, really, what you've just said, uh, it, that line, is that that is the essence of the deepest teaching in the whole of mysticism in every tradition, whether it's the Sufis or the Taoists or it's, it doesn't matter across the world. In my my uh, humble opinion, having written many books on all of them, yeah. that's the essence. The essence is, uh, 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 and this is the essence of my Deep Awake book, is that your deepest identity is formless. It's what's looking, but it can't. You can't see it because it's got no shape. It's got no color. Mm. It's what's listening right now, but you can't hear it because it makes no noise. Mm. You, you can't touch it. You can't. But it's feeling, it, it's not a thought, but it's experiencing all thoughts. And this is the really confronting and fascinating, wonderful teaching at the heart of awakening, which is that you're, you, you are both an object and a subject. You're both a body, which is a thing, mm. which you can see and touch, and, and your deepest identity, what would be traditionally called your spirit, I call it the deep self, the I, if you like, mm. just as simple as that. That is formless awareness is a good word for today. It's awareness, it's a presence which is witnessing this moment as a flow of experiences, of forms, but it itself has no form. The only quality it has is being. It's what you are, and you feel it deeply as that sense of, I exist, I exist. Mm -hmm. And that's what's witnessing this moment. So waking up is about discovering that. And when you discover that, there's a profound oneness because you find that your being is one with all being. And that oneness then leads to the love, which I talk about a lot. Because when you're one with someone or something, that's when you feel love. So when you're one with everything and everyone, there's this gigantic, all-encompassing big love. Well, in your book, you talk a lot about identity, this deep eye, and the paradox of identity, where we're an objective body, but a subjective experience. And, you know, this is kind of a dilemma for a lot of people, isn't it? Well, how do we hold both? Well, we already are both. You know, the, 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 what you're referring to, you, you mentioned it a couple of times, which is the philosophical base. I, I talked about it, paralogical thinking. It sounds scary. It's not. Both and thinking rather than either or thinking is a good way to get what that's about. So it's not that, we, you know, a lot, of, a lot of Eastern spirituality and a lot of old Western spirituality basically went, look, you're really this spirit. You're this formless essence. So if you want to be awake to that, you need to get rid of your separate self. You need to get rid of the body. You need to punish it and, and avoid pleasure and sex and, and all that and, 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 and be austere and, and then you can be conscious of your divine essence. Uh, what I'm suggesting is that's just simply not true, mm. that the opposite is in fact the truth, that what we need to do is embrace both sides of who we are because we are both a, a physical form 
and with this subjective essence, the, the awareness, at the same time. It's not either or, it's both and. And I would say, Steve, if there's a, if there's a simple secret to why I feel people find it so easy to experience this deep awake state at my events, mm. it's because of that. It's because I don't set them up fighting themselves. I start with, look, just accept yourself completely as you are for now. There's things about yourself you can change during the week, but right now, just be you. And then search for this other deeper part, which is also there, not instead, but as well. What about um, a number of paths? I think we mentioned earlier that, you know, you said that the ego is the hero, not the villain. A number of spiritual paths would disagree with that, really. Yeah, they? most of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, I think this is one of the things which definitely needs updating. Is, and it comes from this either-or thinking. Well, you're either trapped in your ego or you're awake to your spirit. My experience is not that. It's that, you know, in one hand, I am just still Tim. Yeah. I'm, you know, Tim is Tim. He speaks in a certain way. He's got limitations. There's things about him that, you know, if you met, you know, if the listeners met me, I hope they'd like me. But there's things which if they lived with me the whole time, they'd probably find a bit much. Yeah. And we're all like that. We're all this ambiguous personality. Uh, we're on a journey. But I'm not just that. What I've discovered is that there's this deeper part of me which is also in you. And I can be awake to that through Tim. So Tim, rather than being an obstacle, is the vehicle through which I both wake up to this oneness and then express this oneness as love in the world. So that, the, 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 like the Sufis say, the separate self becomes like a work of art, which I'm, I'm forever working on. To, to make a better a vehicle to wake up to the oneness and then express the oneness as love. It's not in the way, it's actually the thing which makes awakening possible. What about this kind of goal of enlightenment that some people are chasing? What, what about that? Again, I think this is something we've imported wholesale from the East. And my, my sense is the idea of an ultimate enlightenment, of course, you know, there are many very awake and wise people in the world, and I hope there will be many, many more. And you can definitely, like anything in life, as you mature, you go through stages and something which you is difficult one minute can suddenly be something you find easy, you know, from riding a bike to walking at all, you know, all of those things. And awakenings like that. So for me, I find it much easier now to be conscious of the deep awake state than I ever dreamed I would of when I was in my 20s when it felt really difficult. So you develop a facility, but I haven't arrived anywhere final. I'm not some sort of uber being. I'm still just Tim. And there's a humility in that, which feels really important to me. So I think the enlightenment ideal gets in the way. It makes us set people up on pedestals. And in my experience, most of the people who get set up on pedestals turn out to be fatally flawed. And we've seen it happen again and again and again and again. And I think it's time to stop it because it's a kind of a pathology. What we need to do is go, look, we're all in this together and we're all the same. We've all got this deep self and we've all got this personal self. And that's great. So let's meet each other, but let's meet authentically as all that we are. So I can be here with you and I can be Tim. And Tim is a vulnerable human being. He could die at any moment. There's, you know, he's, he's raw, he's present. He's, he, I can let him be tender, what he is. And I can feel in my depths of my being, ah, there's that presence, which is divine, which is not in this world, which is a, is, is a much bigger thing. And I can connect with you even 
even through as we are now connecting, talking on the internet, and sense that you're the same, that you are also Steve, and you are Steve on this unique journey, and that's what makes you so interesting. You're an expression of the oneness and unique. And also, beyond that, you are the oneness. You are this presence which is experiencing itself as Steve, and I am this one presence experiencing itself as Tim, and we're meeting, and we can be all of that. We don't have to pretend. I don't have to pretend to be perfect or to be special or to be in some permanently other state. I can let myself be natural in what I am and embrace you in the same way. Great. So I, I know, Tim, you're going to do a little meditation to give people a, a touch of uh, this experience, so uh, I'll just pass it over to you. Yes, well, the, the, the Deep Awake book and, um, is a practical book. It has these Deep Awake meditations in and you can download a lot much longer meditation right now for free from my website timfreak.com and and also you can find out on the website about these deep awake deep awakenings that i that i do to help people directly experience this deep awake state for themselves in fact we've got one coming up at new year which is a really special time to do it so for now i'm just going to very briefly take you through the essence of one of the meditations i i share in the book So what I want you to do is to relax. And take your attention and bring it into the flow of your senses. I call this entering. Enter into your senses. So maybe we'll just listen first. Just really pay attention to listening. And breathing. It's really good. Pay attention to the the feeling of your breath. So your attention is right in the world of sensation. Let's take attention and sink it right back into the self. Right back in, as it were, to the self. And be conscious of that presence which is witnessing sensation. presence of awareness, which is listening, but which can't be heard. That 
presence of awareness which is feeling the breath but which itself is not a feeling. We experience that deep self as the knowledge that we exist, our sense of being. It's our being. It's our deepest being witnessing this flow of experiences in the moment. And if you sink deeply into that feeling of being, there's an ocean of being. And what starts to arise is a sense of communion with all being. That there is one being arising as all individual beings and that we are all both individual and all one at the same time. And when we really see that, that is an experience of love, of connection the communion and compassion with all that is. And that's a great place to live from. <laughs>